2: No is necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Lock, talk radio.
0: All right. We're all going to die. Sunday night, late night radio. What fun.
3: <coughs>
0: What's
3: well, one, yeah. One, two, one, two, three, four.
0: up this morning looking for my shoes look behind the trunk found the hesitation blew lordy he tell me how long lordy tell me how long will i have to wait will i have to wait can i get you now
2: can i get you now must i hesitate
0: Rooms overtake me rock away from here. they tell me how long? Will I have to wait? Can I get you now? Can I get you now? Must I hesitate?
1: right now If the blues overtake
4: me, I'll jump in and drown. Lordy, tell me how long. Lordy, tell me how long. Will I have to wait? Will I have to wait? Can I get you now? Can I get you now? Or must I
0: hesitate?
3: Cool.
1: <laughs> wee doggy! I keep I keep wanting to say wee doggy, but he never says it's Wee doggy. Okay, let's get this party started. Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode here on Francie and Friends. Uh, we've kind of been you know out of service a little bit because. You know everybody's, they're everybody's right sick, and I. This is the point when I would say that we have Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer cannot be here. He is not feeling well, and uh, William Brower, who is, well, he's he's driving his uh, is he's well, he's got some. He couldn't make it tonight. Also, but who cares? We got Chuck Chapman. Yay. Okay, then Yay. i got somebody out here We're pulsating So what we're going to do tonight uh, William Browler, Tom Sawyer They cannot be here tonight So instead we got uh,
0: Nicholas Krabowski Oh, sexy Yay.
1: boyfriend
0: <laughs> Yay hey. Yes I, I, Hello world Hello world
3: Hello, hello
0: Everybody world. listening It's so groovy
1: and uh we also got a uh, new guy that nobody's ever heard of before. Uh Freddie Gardner, are you there?
4: Yeah, what's up? I'm trying to get my hair to <laughs> act right. You know, the rain's making it do crazy shit, but I'm doing what I can. How y'all doing tonight?
1: You're doing good. You're
3: doing
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, we're really excited because we do love Chuck Chapman, and, and you know the crazy thing is, is Chuck is not called in yet. Yes. Um, yes. All right, uh, Nick, I know you got a lot going on with Black Fetchy Books. What's going on, baby?
0: Yeah, uh, a, a lot uh, is going on. Um, actually, we just released uh, recently uh, Deborah um, – Zaech's uh, book The Stretch Man and Aid Scott and Raina Young's um, uh, book uh, which is um, uh, really nice uh, Tales of Hip-Hop Horror, Thug Death which uh, is great. We're going to be having them on the show very soon here too. And um, right now I'm, um, I'm shaping a book called The Living Must Die by Bill Davidson, author of The King of Crows. It's a very very unique zombie book, um, and uh, he's from Scotland, and um, uh, uh, and I'm doing the, uh, the the world premiere of the Living Must Die. It's gonna it's gonna be great once it comes out this week, and Azura Knox's um, book is uh, also coming out. The Girl That You Fear, and uh, and all kinds of other juiciness. Also, uh, Generosa Carbone's Cut Me Open, Make Me Whole, which everybody's been anticipating. Um, And it has to do with American Indian legend and hospitals and spirits and and, and psycho people, Um, basically in a nutshell. And that is coming out this week also. So we probably have like a good like three or four titles coming out by the end of this week. And always look up Black Betsy Books at com, And also we have a group page on Facebook, which is Jammin', and an official page on Facebook, uh, which is Groovy2. So all kinds of stuff. And we have a Black Betsy Books author with us tonight, too. Chuck W. Chapman, who um, I published his Charles Manson novel, Family Man. And and uh, the, the slasher killer book, Freak on a Moped. So, uh, uh, I mean, you know, and, and he also, he sent me a book that's going to be coming out next year, which we will probably, yeah, talk about. So, yeah, so all kinds of things going on. Also, The Blood Red Knight of Hatchet Valley is going to be coming out also.
1: Okay, uh, so
0: that's,
1: that's, Chuck's, maybe, Chuck's, Chuck's messaging me on Facebook right now, and he keeps saying every time he tries to call in, he keeps getting a busy busy signal.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, so, uh oh. Oh. So. A busy signal. Uh, oh. Yeah,
1: he he just said I keep getting a busy message.
0: Uh-oh. It's, uh oh, it's area code three one nine five two seven six zero
1: eight two. Yeah, I, I I texted him the um. I'm gonna say uh, Chuck, try again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Please try again. It's Chuck's show. He's got to call in. He's just got to. Otherwise, we'll just gossip about him.
1: Uh, did you know that he slept with Demi Moore? He did? That that's the only name I can come up with on the top of my head.
0: Oh. But it's a good room to wow. start, you know. That's it's
1: a good at least I didn't say like
0: you know, um will Smith. I, didn't he have a relationship with Eileen Quinn who played Annie? I think he did at one I point he had a relationship with Annie, Eileen Quinn, Annie. Or maybe he? Yeah, no, his, I uh, think that's right. He's
1: he's still he's still trying. He, it says all circuits are busy. I didn't know I had circuits.
0: Yeah, that's. I'm trying to figure out what that could be, because we've never come across that before at all. When all circuits are busy, maybe? Huh. Um. And he's using a cell phone? Because um, I, I could I, I could think it could be the weather, but i Yeah, that's what I was
4: wondering, if it ain't gotten something to do with the weather.
0: But uh, otherwise, we've never encountered that before. Um, hmm. Uh, well, hamsters. Uh, he's been doing a lot of touring. And everything too, and uh, his album uh, turns out is is doing really good overseas. I I pay attention to a lot of uh, what he posts, social media, everything. He's he's really doing good and very busy and very talented man. That guy, I mean, on top of the books, he's got his own band, going around, making music, impressing people, having concerts in all nine yards. Getting more and more of a fan base—it's just really great. Kudos! That's a, that's very impressive. Uh, hopefully, we can talk about that tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, I'm checking my Switchboard. I'm talking to him, and oh, uh, I did kind of. Did... All right, let me let me uh, refresh what? the. I'm refreshing. Hamsters. <clears throat> Jesus, do I love you, honey.
0: When I usually refresh, I use Mentos.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Mentos Freshens.
1: All right. Uh, let me ask if he can get into... Uh, can you hear the maybe
0: and yeah because um, we've got a a surprise that Gene Simmons I'm kind of thinking
1: that maybe I can get him to direct call into the into the show
0: perhaps he's been on the show before too Um, so it's I just can't wrap my head around it to give advice or direction. I just do you knew, Don't you know. Never experienced it before. There's never been a uh, like a busy...
1: Oh, come huh. on, honey. We always have problems with blog talk radio. It's like, oh, yeah, it's Sunday night.
0: <laughs> well, not, not necessarily with blog talk radio, but with just... Uh, just stuff.
1: Oh, wait, something. wait, 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 wait. We got a caller.
0: Uh, not a ring around the collar. No.
1: 929, nine, you're live. 929.
0: Nine. I think they got stage fright. It's not 867-5309. Zip it.
1: Zip it.
0: While you're doing that, you should probably plug Honest Amish. Oh
1: yes, that's right. We do got a couple of plugs. Uh we do have honest Amish. That is a very honest. by the way, uh William and Tom. Okay, nine two nine hung up. Uh William and Tom, I promise you you're gonna get your bars of soap. <laughs> I wish it was a little bar of soap, bar of soap. I wish it was a little bar of soap, bar of soap. I can go slippy sliding over everybody's hiding. Oh, I wish I was a little bar of soap. And honest, i is probably going to kick my ass for doing that song talking about the soap. It is the best soap in the world. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Nick, you can do have try an it. entire
0: soap opera with it. <laughs>
1: Don't forget Aaron D. Johnston, uh, the, who is the uh, leading man leading on this Patron of going to uh, Patron. What the heck was that one? Why did I even say that? Anyway, so uh, congratulations, Aaron D. Johnston. You're living the dream right now, selling this honest much soap. Uh, love you to death. Nick, you met him. Super nice y- guy. Yeah.
0: Yep, he's the guy with the beard, isn't he?
1: Yes. Goatee. Goatee. He's got the goat beard. Oh, it's,
0: goat yeah, beard. but it's, it's big. It's it huge. It is really
1: big. It's huge. So, yes, Aaron D. Johnston, uh, Anasamish, uh, put in the talking beards as the code, and you get 15% off of every single order. Trust me, the soap is good. You're going to love it. And then also, we can never forget To the Rescue, Tommy Habib, out there rescuing the dogs, doing a fantastic job, a great cause. Look at To the Rescue. He's not saying donate money, but, you know, check him out. He's He's doing a great job. He's rescuing dogs. And I I, and cats, you know, he's not just one. He's rescuing all of them, so check out To the Rescue. Um, There's probably a website near you, and you – why did I just say there's a website near you? Of course, all you have to do is type in, and –
0: There's always a website near you.
1: You you know what, you know what,
0: Honest Thomas should get together with uh, Tommy Habib, because that guy's beard is so big that it could be an animal shelter. (laughs)
1: Aaron D. Johnson, uh, Nicholas Grabowski's comments has nothing to do with Frankie and Frankie.
0: (laughs) You could probably put a a handful of puppies in there, keep them warm. (sighs) <laughs> but uh, but the honest Amish soap is really good though. I've used it. It is good. It is good. Yeah. Did he
1: go slippy sliding over your hiney?
0: Um. Yeah, I don't want to talk about private things. That's, that's uh, like. <laughs> well, where's your sense of adventure, Nick? I have. It's just too private. That's too personal, Francie. That's but too come personal. On, Nick. With highness and soap things, just uh, just if you're using honest honest Amish soap in prison, just don't drop it. Okay, I
1: think I think Chuck is having a hard time getting through.
0: Oh, that just uh, uh. Figure um, that
1: out. If 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 he is, maybe we can schedule it
0: next week. I see, has he written back to you uh, on Facebook?
1: Um, I just got a ding. Let me see what's going on. Uh, phone is still not connecting. Oh. You know what? No. Wait, wait, wait. I got an idea. I got an idea. I have an idea. Have an
0: idea. I have an idea. What's idea? All
1: right. And I got all these pop-ups. I don't even know. All right. He said, uh, send me the number again. What I'm going to ask him for is his phone number, and I could probably call him from the switchboard. That's
0: what could. Be. That's, that's I, a, I I I know the possibility. In the meantime, I heard that the gerbils are still at war with the hamsters on the planet Wu. Who's winning? Um, the right, hamsters, a- as usual. The gerbils always like mess up somehow. Right, right. They like leap around and you know with their kangaroo legs. <laughs> and stuff and, and uh, the, the hamsters have um, General so cute to me to lead them. Yeah, you can always count on that guy. Yeah, and you could always count on a hamster fish too. Yeah, yeah. He, he sometimes Nick. shows up. What?
1: Um, yeah. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm trying to do something. No, Nick, come here real quick. Leave your phone
0: uh, well, behind, though. I'm typing to Chuck right now.
1: Yeah. I know I used to be able to... Call. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. I think I got it.
2: Uh, I'm calling Chuck.
0: Hello. Hey. Is this Oh, is that really you?
2: It's it's really me. We finally made it happen.
1: I I I figured it out. I figured it out on my switchboard.
2: Is is the switchboard just jammed? Is the switchboard (laughs) just jammed with so many callers that I couldn't get in?
1: No, I don't know. Maybe there's a storm, and then I was like, hey, Chuck, give me your phone number, and maybe I can call you, and I figured it out on my switchboard. Oh, my gosh, you're the <laughs> first person I I think that I there could. were forces
0: at work. There were forces at work preventing you from, but we overcame.
2: We overcame the victory. victory. It was the government trying to suppress the truth about the Manson case.
0: <laughs> mm, probably. <laughs> or maybe there your you case. Go. Maybe you're uh, getting up in the world. Maybe they're trying to, like, suppress you from uh, from changing the world with your music.
2: Oh, that's it. That's probably it. We will not let yeah. people be creative. We will feed them the same garbage we've been shoveling down on commercial radio.
1: <laughs> okay, we do have Nick here. You know Nick. Uh, we also got a fellow South Carolinian with us tonight. His, his name is Freddie Gardner.
2: Okay. Hi, Freddie. How's uh, it going, man?
4: Hey, man. How you doing?
2: Doing good.
4: I heard you're from Aiken, right?
2: No, um, Greenville.
4: Greenville, okay. Oh. Yes, Francis said you were from Aiken. I, I used to stay right in Pelion, which is right next to Aiken.
2: Yeah, um, nice name. Greenville.
4: Yeah, Greenville. Frenchy was uh,
2: off by a couple of hundred yeah. miles. <laughs> lied,
1: right, right. I lied to you, Freddie. I lied
3: to you. No, Chuck, <laughs> actually, it's you, you great to have you There's that.
1: <laughs> It's great to have you back on. I mean, we, we totally adore you here at Frenchy and Friends. And when you say, I want to come back on, yes, when, thank you. <laughs> No, you're you're really a great guy, and uh, I was hoping to get some of your songs because we've been YouTubing you all day. I love your song Torn.
2: Porn? I, I don't have a song called "Porn." That, that's a per, that's Torn. my personal life. Torn. Oh, okay, different different thing, different subject matter.
1: <laughs> I didn't know why I've been watching you. That was you all day. You do have a song called <laughs> Torn, right?
2: i do have a song called torn correct torn with a okay, t yes. <laughs> yes i love
1: that song <laughs> well
3: thank you i love that song. In fact,
1: I, I just listened to it before we uploaded i love your song "Torn." um how 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 i mean is that a personal thing or was that like how did you come up with the song because i love that song
2: um, I think I, I think everybody has experienced their share of heartbreak and I've probably experienced and caused my share of mine so um, it's just about that it's about an experience that everyone has had everyone's had their heart broken and had a hard time getting over it so that's what Torn's about it's, it's not yeah. a specific it's just a Just a thing that happens, you know, it's not about one particular thing. It's about all 300 of the times it's happened.
1: Oh, wow. Well,
2: Well, it's about 50-50. I've probably had my heart broken about 150, and I've probably broken hearts about 150. So I guess it equals out. You, Uh, You get what you put in, right?
0: Do you get what you put in and people get what they deserve? That sounds like a, that's a kid rock song, isn't it? <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, you, you're you getting what you deserve with all the stuff that I've been following you on. Um, when you put enough energy and everything into it, you do get results. And you've been touring and you've got two books out so far, another book. Next year, early next
2: year. Yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting on that one. How's that one coming along, Nick? Uh,
0: it's coming along all right, but I've got to get Christmas stuff out first. So I'm focusing on. <laughs> well,
1: I, um, on uh, but a uh, about but that's Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: but I I think um, that one uh, I'm going to slate for the beginning of February.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, all said and done. Uh, so you're going to, like, help usher in the first couple of months of the new year right before spring. So you're going yeah, we'll to be spring ready, which is be. our best, yeah, believe it or not, it even beats Christmas. Spring releases are really important around here. So you're going to be well, just in time, just um, about a month and a half prior to that. And then uh, uh, and then it'll start, like, uh, snowballing. Well,
2: there's a lot so, of um, horror convictions and stuff in March, February and March and stuff, so I definitely want to get it for those if possible because, you know, I've got people already asking, you know, that already have the other two books, and when when is your next one coming out? So so that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, tell people what it's called and what it's about and everything. For a oh, have,
2: yeah. It's got – oh, tell them now? Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, tell them now. It's talk- <laughs> oh, <Okay>. now. <laughs> I heard
2: you meant like that. I've been telling people, and they're like, when's it coming out? Um, It's called Poetry, Lyrics, and Other Cries for Help, and it is a collection of my poetry, my song lyrics, and my short stories. Nice. Nice.
0: Yeah, it's going to be very unique for you. This is your first collection that's going to come out because uh, the prior two were novels, and one is actually – um, filmed and is a lost movie. Freak on a moped. Uh, this is going to be unique because it's going to incorporate um, uh, your lyrics and, and your music in it with short stories and everything. So I think that's going to be very good for you. Uh, I'm very okay. excited to put it out um, as as usual. Because I mean, uh, I mean, Freak on a Moped and Family Man are. Uh, phenomenal novels. I mean, people that are listening, you got to buy this stuff. I mean, um, uh, it, it's amazing. If if that is your forte and you're interested, even if you're not interested in Charles Manson, for example, I mean, it, it'll make you interested in because the story itself oh, it's it's fictionalized, trilogy. but it's based on real events. Um, and uh, um, it, and if if it was all just fiction. Um, the way that he develops the characters uh, uh, is it, it's going to just like pull you in and, and get you involved in the story. For Manson fans, it's something that's unique because there's so many books out on Charles Manson, but none like this.
2: Definitely not like yeah. this. And honestly, I feel like it tells the truest version of events ever mass-published. Um, even though I tell it through the eyes of a fictional character, you know we do it as a presented as a historical fiction. You know the historical part is extremely accurate, and in my opinion, more accurate than most of the things that are out there.
0: Yeah, in my opinion too, because I've read a few. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I just I you know I went through a period of looking over serial killer books, along with like uh, Abbott and Costello books fancy that um, And uh, but uh, uh, the old Manson thing um, I mean it's been very exhaustive over the years you can only hear so much about that whole thing and then all of a sudden this it comes out which like refreshes the whole thing and gives you a, a new perspective it's amazing and Freak on a Moped um, that's a great like uh, if it was filmed in the 80s and we actually can hold a videotape of it. It, it would be one of the classic, uh, like, 80s slashers movies. Um, and that's the way that it reads. I
1: well, that, actually that's a love the title, Sweet the Moped. And that is, like, the best title ever.
2: <laughs> you know, that's the genre I grew up watching and reading and so it's really only natural that that's what i prefer to write about in the style that i generally am going to write in Um, family man was definitely a little different from my normal style Um, you'll see more of freaking moped in poetry lyrics and other cries for help than you definitely than you will a family man Um, i think you'll see the same character development um you know because i think that's super important i think you need to have relatable characters because if people can't relate to your characters and don't care about your characters they're probably not going to care about your story so i really try to make relatable characters that people either either you know someone like that or it's you so i try to make those but you know then i put comedic twist on and of course sometimes things get a little outlandish but you know there's not a lot about horror that's not outlandish that's what makes it so wonderful
0: yeah and what makes uh your your um approach to writing um is uh, you've unlike um i mean so many like try and try again and eventually they will they can i mean everybody can but you found your voice early on with that with your writing style Which is which is something. So. To, I mean, very much to be said. Uh, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's it's really great. I think that um, your um, your style of writing and your books are just as good, in my opinion, as your music. Just as uh, um, what, what's the finger I'm trying to put on it? But it all has to do with talent. So you're, you're a multifaceted. I
2: If I try enough things, eventually I'll get good at one. You know, so that's why I keep trying things.
0: You know, there's really good, great musicians that they can't write a book, but <laughs> well, they could do great <laughs> music. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That is
1: this is true. Actually, I, I chuckled on that one. That is actually true.
0: It, it right.
1: obviously it is Bono, true. too. We keep massaging incredible. your
0: ego here. I mean, you know, but it. I mean, it's really true, <laughs> Chuck. It's. I mean, I, I'm very impressed with your work overall, all well, around.
2: Thank you so much. I mean, my ego is very fragile, so it it can you know all the massaging you want to give it, it can take.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a, here's another thing, uh, Chuck. Right now, to massage this even more. Um, there's twelve pages of uh Block Talk Radio that's live right now. You're number three. Not on the third well, page. We, you're number three in popularity right now. So there's a report, Migo. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm
2: I'm only the loser. That's pretty impressive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're in, here, here's the thing also, okay. Um not only are you a great writer and a great musician, we've been listening to your music all day, and I'm trying to find a YouTube downloader to uh, play your music, uh, to upload it on the for but now everybody's a well, fan. They want you to buy something before you can. But your, your music is fe- freaking fantastic. We've been listening to it all day long. Me and Freddie, we've been listening to music all day long, and you are, you. I mean, not only are you a great writer, a great musician, a great singer, you're also a really nice guy.
2: I'll try to be, and that's the part you have to, that's the part that really you got to work at, you know, being the nice guy is the hard part.
0: Yeah. It Talk
2: is, about your touring. 100%. You've been doing a lot of that. Yeah, we've been staying pretty busy. Um, we're, As far as I know, right now, we're done for the year. We um, actually had a show Friday night. That was our last scheduled show for um, 22, which is nice. But, um, give me a little bit of free time. Maybe I can actually even get back to writing. I've already started on the fourth book. So... Um, so hopefully I can get back on that a little bit. Plus we have a new you know, we have a record deal with Bentley Records. So they're they're the one that put out Burn It Down, the most recent album. And they want another record next year as well. Started writing songs for it already. So I've got about four tunes written for it. I've got to come up with six or seven more for it. Lots of writing to do, so having a little extra time will be will be nice. Although I do have a lot of acting gigs this month as well, so not sure exactly how much time I'm going to have, but I should have a little more since I won't be doing the music shows because the music shows are a lot of traveling. Um, as of now, I think we've done or had shows booked in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, and Virginia.
0: Uh, um, are you at really ready to discuss any of your acting gigs, for example?
2: Um, sure. Mostly, what I'm doing right now is I'm doing a dinner theater show here locally called the Dinner Detective, which is a murder mystery show in which I play um, one of the detectives. So it's a lot. It's about um, probably sixty percent, forty percent improv. So every show is a little different. You have, you know, your killers the same, your motives are the same, but you interact with the crowd a lot, and obviously the crowd's different every night, so that interaction's different every night. Yeah, that's
1: something that, that's something, okay, I'm going to get the perspective of the actor. How, how, how does that feel? Like, is there times when you you just stated that the crowds are different? Um, Do you feel uncomfortable when the crowds are different? And how do you go about that?
0: Like, like, well, do you I mean, have any hecklers or, or hard people to, like, a hard audience to, like, convey yeah. to? And...
2: Um, the audience in general is usually really good. You know, occasionally you'll have a couple of people that just really don't want to be there. You know, their wife drug them out or their friends drug them out or whatever. Rather... Right. Um, but, you know, the last thing they want to do is try to challenge me because basically i'm getting paid to make fun they try to if they try to cause any issues then i just go at them that much harder so it usually doesn't turn out well for anyone that tries to be disruptive
1: yeah because i mean because we've had a lot of comedians on the show and you know they're and i've been at a lot of not saying it's a comedy show but I mean, they're still on stage, they're performing and I've been at like I've had I've seen comedians getting beer bottles thrown at their head. And it's kind of like yeah, how that, do you that's react a little to that? No,
2: well I've never had a beer bottle thrown at my head, thankfully. Um
3: <laughs> so I guess thing. I would
2: I guess that's how I would react. I would try to dodge it. Um But Yeah. But no, I, the, um, I guess. you know, for the most part, you know, like last night I think we had 80 people and probably 78 of those were having a great time. You know, you're going to have one or two and, you know, it's well, for example, the guy last night had my us on upside down, and he wasn't wrong. I did, but um, so I just, you know, I couldn't go, oh, whoops, sorry. So I just had to go, oh, well, I did that so I can get them out faster. And I'm hey. like, you know, it's my job. I'm like, you know, hey, seconds count in my work. And, you know, it's my job to save seconds, and it's your job to eat seconds. And, you know, he was a little large guy, so um, <laughs> he gave me no grief. He didn't give me any grief for the rest of the night, surprisingly. Oh.
0: Wow. You You tell wild.
1: him. <laughs> no, that that's actually that's actually a really good spot. <laughs> because I mean, well, performing you know, live it's 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 not an easy task.
2: You know, I'm more comfortable and, on a stage than I am off of a stage, so I mean, I feel more natural even though I get to play a character. So, you know, if you're on a stage you get to be who you want to be instead of who you are. So that's what makes yeah. it very rewarding for me performing, whether it be music or, um, you know, an acting gig or whatever. It's at that point, I can live in fantasy land, and, you know, either I have that, I am that character at that point. And, you know, of course, musically, I've created, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter if I'm playing to a crowd of, you know, 25 or 30 people or if I'm playing to a crowd of five or 600. You know, when I step on that stage, I'm a rock star, and as far as I'm concerned, I'm playing Madison Square Garden. So that's kind of the attitude. And that's what I do, just like, you know, my character, my detective character, you know, he's a very suave ladies' man, you know, who don't take crap from nobody. So I can (laughs) be that. If somebody crap, it's my job to throw it back at them, you know. So, you know, real life is a little more tricky than that. You know, real life. Things come at you that you can't be prepared for. But, you know, Detective Tracy is always prepared, just like Rockstar Chuck is always prepared. Real Chuck sometimes doesn't have any clue.
1: That's actually really cool what you just stated because, you know, in real life, yeah, you're this person. But when you go on stage, you're that person. It, uh, what is it? Oh, yeah. uh, um, David Bowie had that ego.
2: Well, I don't I don't look at it as ego. I look at it, you know, because, I mean, if it was ego, it would be there off the stage, too. And off the stage, I'm kind of shy. You know? Believe it or not, I'm actually kind of shy, you know, away from a performing um, setting. But, you know, it's just, I think it's, you get to live, in a fantasy which is the same thing you do if you're reading a novel hopefully is you get to drawn into that story and you become a part of that story that's one reason i like to write in first person a lot i don't do it all the time but one of the reasons i like to um, write in first person is i think that draws the person into the story the person reading it and you feel like you're part of it even if you're just okay i'm sitting here listening to this you know this is someone i know telling me this story
0: yeah, it really does. You do that well. It just kind of remind me of... Um, uh, there was uh, once a time when I was working on a book called The Everborn on my parents' front porch with a notepad and paper and a bottle of King Cobra and, and some weed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would get itchy
3: and go to the nearest to karaoke
0: an bar. And I, I would put my name up and sing a song. And I did it so well that I got... A nice reception and people like hollering and yelling and going yay and and then uh, and it made me feel really good like you say about you know even though it's a hundred people it's like Madison Square Garden I'd just like you know for like fifteen minutes there the whole experience then I'd like go out the back door and go back home go back to my front porch and continue writing and go God that was like great. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, it me is, how, you how you're
0: talking, it reminded me of back in those days.
2: Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, it's, and it's not, you know, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Gene Simmons or Nikki Six or whatever. You know, after the show, you've got all these people wanting to take their pictures with you and you just sign, sign things for them and all or sign books or whatever. But when you go home, you still got to take out the trash, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you do. And you must, like, sometimes, like, just kind of sit quietly with yourself and kind of um, go back in your mind that last time on the stage and how good it felt.
2: Um, you know, it's such a almost out-of-body experience that once, you know, an hour or two later, it's hard to actually go back. It's hard to mentally go back there um it's really weird it is it's almost such a different feeling and different experience that it's hard to replicate mentally I mean it it's hard to even explain I don't know I said it's almost like an out-of-body experience so you can't but I mean it's literally a crash I mean when I'm done with a gig you know whether it be music acting whatever you know I'll crash um afterwards i mean it's all i can do to stay out of depression and stuff i mean that's you know i mean i'm i take plenty of antidepressants and stuff but the biggest antidepressant okay. is for me to be performing you know if i'm performing all that stuff goes away but you know it's just like any other drug you get your high but then when your high goes away you hit the lowest you know you hit that low point and the low is as low as the high is high
0: Well, then, you know, what does help with that from experience, Uh, even though, I mean, your far greater degree um, is um, um, when you get to the low points, um, just when you're by yourself, sit and remember how good that felt. If you remind yourself of how good that felt, it'll help carry you in the low points. And if that doesn't help... Write it down <laughs> get a get a notepad out
2: well that that's where a lot that's where a lot of the horror novels come from
0: <laughs> there you go that's fine. there you that's go I kill people hate
2: me for doing it in real life
0: yeah with, that's what I always talk about when people like when people get me going about talking about writing is uh you know you write what you know, but um pouring your stuff out on paper. And I've said this many times before, there'd be a lot less school shooters if these kids just learned how to put it out on paper instead. Well, so and you it, know writing is therapy, you know.
2: Even, yeah, they don't even make them learn to write anymore, you know, they're doing everything on computers now and I mean I think that's a big part of a big part of the problems. And I mean I know we weren't supposed to you know, weren't gonna discuss world events and all But I honestly think if there was more focus on creative outlets, creative writing, you know, teaching music, you know, they're trying to take music and art out of schools. they need to be emphasizing music and art, not pulling it out. Um, I absolutely agree. You know, more ways to get that creative expression in energy and those, you know, those feelings and those emotions out of you, can relieve that. I mean, would it solve all problems? No, but I'll I'll bet it would be a major help in some of them.
0: Yes, sure, and um, on top of that you'll be surprised to find that when other people see that work of yours, they can relate to it, and so understanding that when people say, hey, I, I relate to this, and you know, it, it um that always helps too like uh, the a, well, that and that, affirmation
2: i think the biggest thing is that time you struggle with depression or any kind of emotional or mental um, disorders or issues you always think you're the only one you think nobody ever felt like this but you 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 know nobody has ever experienced these emotions these issues these problems but you And I think that that does help, you know, if you see it in art, then you know, okay, somebody is going through this, and especially if it's someone you, you know, admire or respect or whatever. That's why for years I've tried to hide that and, you know, felt ashamed of it. And lately I'm just like, okay, I'm going to be upfront about this. I'm going to let people know because if there's somebody out there that enjoys my work, enjoys my music, enjoys my writing or whatever, and I can encourage them and let them know that they're not alone. You
1: know, and yourself uh, out yeah, there there's, other uh,
2: people lost you yeah you're,
1: you're you're talking about this, and I really had a personal experience with this um my younger brother he's he's my younger brother, he's the smart one, he's the one who's got everything together, you know, and that's what we thought you know um. He sent us, me and my mom, he sent us a text message on Facebook together, and he's like, hey, I've already taken the medication. The pain has been going on for so long. I've already taken the medication. I just want to let you guys know that I love you. And uh, this is goodbye. Thankfully, the medication that he took didn't work.
2: Does that makes sense? Yeah, it's a, it's a major issue. That's another, you know, another part of, I think, the bigger part. You know, they're going after guns and they're, you know, sending billions of dollars to a country that we have zero interest or assets or reason to be spending those money when there's people here suffering in America with mental health issues that can't get help, that can't afford medication, that can't get in You know, if you're not rich, you're not going to get in a treatment facility that's really going to be able to help you. You know, our government really needs to focus and put their money on mental health in America. And they would be amazed at how many of these shootings and these mass killings and people driving through crowds and stuff, how many of those things would go away. Yeah, that's
0: absolutely absolutely true. true. I, I think they're doing it on purpose some of them, but that's that's for another story. Um, you all know what the, I wanted to you know, ask you, I didn't change the subject a little bit, but uh, I, I've been wanting to um, ask you this tonight, about
1: your music and in your band.
0: Um, uh, how did, who's involved in your band? How did that form? Do you have the same band members um, each time that you go on tour or is is it the Chuck W. Chapman band? Do they have input? Blah blah blah.
2: Um, it is. I've been in music so long, and I got mostly out of it for quite a while. And one of my biggest regrets is that I did kind of abandon music for a while, just because a I thought it was too old. I you know I'd been to a certain level, thought I'd reached the pinnacle, and I probably did. Um, of where I was going to get, and it was just you know i got away from it one of my biggest regrets and now i have the opportunity to get back in so i got back in and i dove in with both feet um so um the drummer joe Tanay is my drummer joe played with me in a cover band for about 12 years but that was over 10 years ago um so he was he was with me um way back then and we he played drums on the little four song EP I put out in 2020 that wow. ended up leading to the deal with Bentley Records and stuff so that we put the new album out um, a guy named Todd Duncan is my bass player Todd has been we started trying to put something together like before COVID Nothing really ever happened until this record deal came apart uh, came about. And, you know, he was, of course, the first call I made, you know, and then Joe. So that nucleus was there. And then it took us forever to find a lead guitar player that was suitable. And, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of money in original music. Unfortunately, people would rather play bands to play the same crap that they hear on the radio every single day than to actually come up with something creative and new and different.
0: Oh, like a uh, so
2: yeah,
0: like a lot of top forty bands that just get gigs in uh, bars.
2: For yeah, I mean, you know, so the cover, it's, you know, so most of the musicians that want to play, especially the older guys, they want to just make some extra money, so they're going to play in the cover bands and you know, not care about creating and making original music. And I was just tired of doing that, you know. Plus, I had these songs. I had just you know these things that I want to get out because again it's you know expressing yourself is getting this these stories out there well you know a song is just a three minute book you know or like a four minute book or whatever so um so it was hard to get people so I actually um a friend of mine that we met through the movie I did through he drives at night some of his music was in my film and um he plays for several people. Um, he plays with Al Harlow, who was in Prism. He played with Thor. So um, I just reached out to him and said, hey, man, you know, I'm having trouble getting a lead guitar player for this. I'll have this record deal. I've got a deadline. I need to get these songs recorded. Would you be willing to help me out? So um, he was gracious enough to do it and just went above and beyond the call of duty. Uh a guy named Kevin Stewart Swain um, from Ontario, And um, then eventually I found a local guy here that I had, strangely enough, went to high school with, but he had moved away, and he was moving back. So um, Perry Dillard, I said we had known each other since high school, so when he was moving back to the area and he saw that I was looking for someone, he reached out, and so that's been – The fit so that's been the four and so that's the touring band and that will more than likely be the band hopefully that will be the band for a while now and going forward i just used my name for a couple of reasons one i have had experience so much before where you lose members and stuff and it just made it easier if it's my name then if i do lose members and i hope i don't but if i do then it's still me um also, I already had a decent online presence because of the film work I've done, because of the books, and then I already had that online presence on the, with Chuck W. Chapman, so I didn't want to start over and have to build a new online presence. And also, I got the record deal as Chuck W. Chapman because that's what I released the EP under. So it just made things a lot easier just to keep it that way.
0: Uh, that's so uh so uh most of the music is yours or um do you have any band input or how how is, how does that work
2: well so far i've written everything i write the um you know i write the music and lyrics um They, I I pretty much rely on my drummer to come up with drum parts. Occasionally, I'll have an idea and say, can you try this here or or whatever. Same thing with the bass player, lead guitar player. But in in general, you know, they come up with their own parts. I don't tell them what to play. Um, If it's not... If it's not what I feel is right for the song, uh, you know, I'll say, hey, let's try something a little different. But in general, you know, they do a good job because they know what I want. They know what the music calls for. Um, i
1: got you playing in the background right now. I, I hear that. Oh. us <laughs> let's, let's, let's play it. Hey, Mo, look. Let's... There you are. Let's play a song. Can you hear it? I can hear it. All right, let's let's do it. All right, let's take a time out. Well, no, we're not taking time out. We're playing your music. Awesome. Love it, that's- love it, Yeah, love that's it. flaps, love
0: man. I like that. Love it, love it. Did you say that flaps? Flaps with an S. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> love it,
1: love it, love it, love it. That is like the, I mean, you got the metal guitar, you got everything. Everything is love it, period. <laughs> Put a stamp on it, like, whoosh. love it.
2: Yeah, it was it was a little echoey and 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 stuff yeah, out, the, out
3: here. We got a of yeah, on, she she uh, didn't upload
0: uh, it because uh, of con- time constraints and I, things. But uh, it was uh, straight from the, the yeah.
1: And uh, that uh, was the best I can give you. If I tried to download the song on the MP3, load it up on the Switchboard, I had to like look at all the spam and I'm like, no next. And I did take a nap. I'm sorry.
2: But it is on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music and Deezer and basically anywhere that you could want to find it, it is available. So you can just look up Actually, W. Chapman and hear the hear the been, real uh, bird.
0: Doing really good uh, overseas, I hear there's a South African thingy. Talk about that. Um yeah,
2: some radio station in I think Nigeria um just kind of picked up on it and it went to number one on their station. Um so that and they've been playing it pretty much nonstop from the time it first came out. And um it also went to it um went to number five on the rock single charts in England and I mean it was right ah. there with like Metallica you know Bruce Springsteen and Metallica, and there I am, you know, right there in the middle of it. So that was really cool.
0: Oh wow, wow! Yeah, wouldn't that be great if you got so big in like Nigeria that they paid for a plane trip and a concert, and and there's all these Nigerian people like rocking to your music.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would be the problem is have a real job so I can't leave to go to Nigeria for a month but (laughs) hey you know they did reach out to me and said that they would be willing to sponsor a tour there and stuff but like I said right now we're not point that we can all quit our jobs and you know go play to Nigeria for a month or anything yeah and my luck I would end up in a South African prison and and there's no way that Biden would trade to get
0: when you're there, you gotta be aware of those Nigerian scams.
3: <laughs>
0: you heard of those? That's just a joke. Nigerian nine one one. I even have a there's there's a book that somebody gave me all about the. Um, there's uh, India now is the hub for like calling you and saying that they're Microsoft, but uh, it was Nigeria. <laughs> Your music changed them, Jack.
2: <laughs> you know this Nigerian prince keeps reaching out to me, but you know.
0: Prince, a, a real prince, legitimately.
2: <laughs> no, it's an old scam where the Nigerian yeah, prince that's sends you a, a
1: there. L- yeah. Yeah. Please do not reach out to <laughs> the Nigerian prince. Yeah, or princess. I'm a prince.
2: You know, if you'll send me a thousand dollars, I will send you a million. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: So Nick, please, if you get that, I got I got the joke before you did. Please do not <laughs> send him a thousand dollars. Remember, you, are very, you are a Medicaid You know, tablet. sometimes
0: when I'm working with black bedsheet books in right? my office and I'm doing stuff, I I I play like a soundtrack record. But on the TV next to me, I, I've got um, a, a walk through from a, uh, a you know a guy walking with his camera through like the streets of a foreign country, and sometimes it's like Ghana or Nigeria or you know South Africa, just through some of the cities, some of the slums. I just have that on in the <laughs> background. I don't know why I'm so fascinated with it. And and a lot of times when they do that, you hear different music. That would be really cool if uh, one of those, like, walkthroughs in Nigeria, somebody in a house while they're walking past is playing one of your songs. <laughs> it if, could if, happen. if I come across that, I'll, like, you know, go, oh, my God, it's Chuck. <laughs> yeah, please hey, forward it to
2: me. Let's
1: do it. Chuck, let's yeah. do another song. Chuck, you want to hear you want to hear you singing again.
0: Um, we got it. We got I mean, I the uh,
1: Okay, here we go. Here's another Chuck song. I love this song, by the way.
2: Yeah, that's the one that um, went to number five in England.
0: Oh. but it, it still does uh, it, it, it 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 still showcases what the music is about and the it's, um, sounds uh, I mean he's, he's uh, chucks rock and roll all the way but there's like a, a kind of a unique sound to it in a way and a passion which really the, the whole passion in the vocals um,
4: definitely has a sound to it that you don't hear every day. like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know, earlier I was talking about with um, Chuck's um, finding his voice early on uh, with his books. Um, it's the same thing with the music. You know, he's found his voice. So if you listen to uh, Chuck Chapman's music enough, you'll be able to distinguish it right away from others, which is something to be said about uh all creative aspects of everything, whether it's book music, acting, you know, when you have a uniqueness, people actually know, you know, oh, that's Harrison Ford. Oh, you know, that's uh Aerosmith, that's Steven Tyler's voice. Oh that's uh, oh that's that style. Or Ozzy Osbourne and stuff. So I think that Chuck uh this point in his life, if I may say so, Chuck, uh, you've found your voice in um, all aspects of, of your career. Going from this point forward and, and beyond, what do you what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think I've come to the point that you know I am what I am now. It's not necessarily, you know, I'll listen to stuff and some of my favorite bands. So I'll go, oh, I want to write a song that sounds like that. And I'll do that and it'll still sound like me, no matter how hard I try to sound like something else.
0: So it's kind of, you know,
2: gonna,
0: you're not trying to sound like to, some, well, maybe well. you've you got inspiration from other people, but I mean, still it's a, uh, it's uniquely you. So you got your stamp on everything that you do.
2: I do it for better or worse. It's definitively me. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and that's really great, and that's um, that's one thing that, if you keep going the way that you're going and everything, you're probably not going to need that job of yours. Hopefully, <laughs> at some point in the future, we be- all have to have a side job, make a living, or something, you know, to pay the bills. But I mean, man, you know, you're not only do you have this this unknown side job, but you've been touring as a musician and you have books out and you do your acting gig so when do you sleep
2: (laughs) uh not that often (laughs)
0: yeah
2: i generally if i have a day off today was my first day off in about three weeks from not having either work or performance of some sort or something so If I have a day off, I do end up sleeping for most of it. But other than that, that's about it.
0: Wow, yeah. Talk about ambition and the whole nine yards. Uh, That's an amazing person. The world must pay attention. And, and, (laughs) by the way, um, I'm privileged to have published you.
2: I, and I'm privileged to have you have published me. And I, <laughs> you know, have. All, no, really, I've always said, you know, I'm so grateful for you doing that and you believing in me for those because, you know, I don't know if my writing would have ever gotten out there without you. Um, so, I mean, well, you have you my that. eternal,
0: um, you, know, you
2: know, now. If Random House comes calling now, you know, but um, we may, may have to – but otherwise, you know, I couldn't – I have no interest in working with anyone else. You've been great to me, and I appreciate it, man.
0: Thank you. I, I appreciate you coming to me and um, showing me – well, you know, I, I – oh. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, Um. actually, a oh, person that brought us together is Joe Mo with the uh the the, the Day of oh. dead um uh, of yep. uh convention stuff
2: yes, yep, good old Joe Mark. yeah um,
0: and uh you contributed to one of them and um and then one thing led to another, you sent me family man and um and I published that, and then you said you can gut freak on a moped, it gave me the whole history behind that t- I mean that i, I mean um that that <laughs> with um freak on a moped i really wish that um someday that footage can be resurrected uh, legally that that's such a shame but i mean yeah. looking at, at, at throughout our relationship um with all this stuff um <laughs> it's like uh, everything's flashing before my mind but yeah back Back in the day, one thing led to another. Thank God for Joe Mo. Um, that's right. Um, for sure. And uh, yeah, because yeah. I was really impressed. That's the kind of one of the things I'm looking for uh, as a publisher is is something something that's unique and a voice behind it that um, that has some something going for it. Um, I mean, any anything can work if it's good enough as far as me as a publisher. Somebody that nobody's ever heard of, has no ambition, they they wrote this thing in the closet and they sent it to me. If it's really good, then yeah, yeah. But when somebody sends something to me and they have um, an ambition attached to it and they have other things going on, that makes it more, you know, better. I mean, because the stuff I've published of yours, you're going around saying, I, I have this, buy it, along with your music and everything, and, and it, it, this, this is something else I do, so, you know, it's attached to you with a greater ambition, um, and I wish all of my authors, like, um, had that kind of going for them, I mean, everybody's unique, and everybody has their nope. own lives,
2: nope. You know, to me, there's no point doing this if you don't want, you know, to share it with people. I mean, if you just write stories for yourself or write music for yourself, that's fine if, if that's what you want to do. But if you feel like you're given these things, these are gifts, then you should give them away, you know. And I don't mean give them away because i not charge for them. <laughs> I mean make them available <laughs> for, for public <laughs> consumption. Um, <laughs> but not just Nothing. that, though.
0: But like we were talking about before, about depression, um, is uh, it's an outlet, and if you show it to the world, you will find that people uh, will relate to that. And so, uh, just writing, writing shit down, and then presenting it <laughs> to the world, um, and and doing it right. I mean, I get a lot of submissions where people make attempts. And they just they they don't know how to write, and everything's all sloppy, and it's like you have to you have to take it seriously, and you have to do the right grammar. You have to, you know, because writing is an art form. You have to convey it to the world on paper with words, and then you can let your soul out once you learn that dialogue.
2: Yeah. You know, to me, everyone's writing a book. You know, every, so many people you talk to, oh, I'm, I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book. Well, it, but they never get it out, you know, and I yeah, don't know. Everyone – it's one thing so, is so easy, but, you know, if you don't put work into it and you don't put effort into it, nobody's going to read it, or if they do, they're never going to read anything else you write. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, if I said – up to you. Is because I feel like it's good enough for people to read or to to see. Um, same thing with the songs. I meant for every song I record, I probably wrote another ten or fifteen that I thought was complete garbage and threw away.
0: Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be something that you work on, because of the simple fact that you're presenting it to the world. You know. It's an extension of you. You want to do your best at doing that.
2: Yeah, and I've started writing songs and stories and whatever, and if I lose interest in them, then that tells me they're probably not very good because if I can't stay interested in them, what makes me think a reader's going to stay interested in them or listen?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. That's an ultimate truth with just about anything, too. uh, Probably with music, you can think you could record something you think that sucks, and but it's recorded and then show it to somebody else, and they say, "Hey, that rocks." But with writing, um, it, it's a little bit different. Where if you're not satisfied, it shows in your in in the writing itself. It shows that you're disinterested. I've noticed. Yeah. I'm, anyway.
2: And like you said, you know, you said you can hear the passion in my voice. I think that's something that's missing from a lot of music now is I don't hear any passion. I hear just some guy talking over a a loop or a backbeat, and, you know, it's just there's no passion involved in that. There's no emotion involved in that. You know, what good? I mean, to me, it's not art if it doesn't convey some sort of emotion.
0: Uh, Yeah, you know, um, and... There's another point in that that's unique to music from other like writing books or or something is um you can really have a song that essentially sucks ass but if you record it the way you convey it it's like I, I one thing that comes to mind um is uh oh baby you you got what I need, but you say you're just a friend. <laughs> Something like, no, you know what I'm...
1: No, he's just a friend. He's just a friend. The, hey, we're yeah, about yeah, to be Yeah, 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 just a friend. Uh,
0: but uh, that, 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 and he doesn't have the vocals. <laughs> and I, he's um, just like well, poking in the video on the piano with just a couple of fingers. And it sucks, but the way that it's presented um, is... Commercial. If you, get what if you get who I'm talking about, his Markey uh, song was
4: actually great. It was, I think it was more comic relief than anything. In
0: probably the- it probably that, that's the way it was marketed as. There's there's others and hey. you know yeah. and Bob Dylan is a great talent. He's not a great vocalist, but he expresses himself. It's his passion behind his voice. There's a lot of vocalists. That Tom Waits. I mean, he he sings like he's Um. been smoking for two hundred years. They're great
4: singers, you know. They just learn how to take what they got and make it beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just (laughs) all personality and passion behind that thing. You could take a mute, like I said, something that completely sucks. And you can turn it into, like, something that's on fire just from the passion. Yeah,
2: that's stuff like the voice and American Idol and stuff to me is just killing music because they want just this cookie cutter. You have to look a certain way. You have to sound a certain way. And, you know, if, if they had been around, if that's the way people were getting discovered in the 60s and 70s, you know, we would have no Tom Petty. We would have no Stevie Nicks. We would have no Bob Dylan. We would have no you know, any of these people that, Willie Nelson, any of these people that are icons because they didn't look right and they didn't fit a certain mold and sound a certain way. You know, oh, yeah. I, that's what I'm music now is that everything's so cookie cutter and disposable and, you know, every girl artist looks alike, every guy artist looks alike, you
0: know. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I, I completely place. agree. Uh, especially with like TV shows uh, that that showcase you know like American Idol and stuff, and they they make it they when somebody steps on stage, they make you feel sorry for them or like uh, achieve some kind of an emotion. Some of them are really good when I mean, but when it when it boils down to it though, it's all just a showcase. What else can they do? It's like a, I, I mean. Um, I, I like watching some of it just for the novelty, but it is a novelty show. And it's, it has nothing to do with the real music industry. That's my opinion.
2: Yeah, there's There's great bands. There are so many good bands out there and good artists out here playing every club on every weekend that they're playing to, like, 15 people and 20 people. That they'll never get a chance, just because you know they're not getting—they're—they're they're not twenty-seven and beautiful, you know—and have that certain voice. And that's just a shame, you know. Nobody looks to discover bands that are out there kicking their butt trying to do it their old way anymore, you know. If you've got to win some contest, and, I mean, that's just and sad. And you know it's what? Part Chuck? Of there
0: once was a time where, uh, like in the hair band days in the eighties. Uh, Where if you toured a lot and just like, you know, gave it your all, um, if your music was good enough, you'll get attention as they always did. And they had no um, American Idol back in those days. That was raw shit. And nowadays it's all like candy coated.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I get a hundred percent what you're saying i see it like <laughs> you know like like i see it with the will i can see so i can't really well, let's see <laughs>
2: who have we, are we pissed off modern music fans we've pissed off um the government
1: well, that's what we do want friends, you friends we've
2: pissed off everybody <laughs> okay <laughs> i was just going down the- Seeing who, we who we've missed, you know, so we make sure we don't leave anybody out.
0: <laughs> you know, a lot if of stuff about that your that music, that 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 too, is um, it, um, it's it's not like the pop stuff nowadays. And there's some good rock um, nowadays that exists, but it's not like back in the day. Your stuff, to me, is like more back in the day. Uh, it's, it's that raw, like... Um, and it's not exactly garage band it's um the the stuff that you recorded um is um a little more than that um but it, it i but it's rock and roll man <laughs> and it's like everything that um that uh that the passion and you, you know the passion talking about all that i could go on and on We'd, what time is it? We could go for three hours about me talking about your shit.
2: <laughs> oh, I have no idea what time it is. I don't keep up. Okay,
1: how is this? Is anybody there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um um hmm. so They um, have a of thought- okay but. no they haven't cut us off yet so i'm trying to think of what else to say i've I've been giving <laughs> you accolades left left and right talked about the band <laughs> talked about the music talked about the books talked about um is there anything on the horizon you're thinking about doing like um um you were talking about acting and and uh and that stuff do you um have you been pursuing or are going to be involved in, like, any independent, like, film projects or audition for anything as an actor?
2: Not really. I mean, I really don't have time um, right now, so that's kind of being back for now. I am going to be directing um, Little Shop of Horrors at one of the local um, theaters here oh my August. god
0: well that's something to be why the hell didn't you say that in the first place that's amazing so,
2: yes yeah, so i do have that coming up and i oh um,
0: that's that i'm a I, big fan of little shop of horrors ever since the roger corman oh, right. thing and and i got yeah. the special edition with all the uh you know uh for, from the movie i i listen to the soundtrack all the time i know everything by heart Love Little Shop of oh, course, yes. So you're involved in that. Right. Wow. So, wow. That's, is, is it going to be based on the original um, theatrical play?
2: Um, it'll be the musical version.
0: Awesomeness. Oh, that, wow. Yeah.
2: How are you preparing for that? For that? Um well, we don't. I don't do auditions until I think March or May. Let's say May I think is auditions. I don't know. I have to look at my calendar. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but I'll, but sometime after the first of the year, I'll pull out the script and start reading th- and read through it again, and just go ahead and start getting it mentally. You know, I have my set pretty much in mind already, so I'll just start mentally constructing my blocking. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what blocking is, that is the movements that the actors make when they're saying their lines or singing or whatever they're doing, So I'll go through and with you. Know, I'm you just got making it
0: like uh, all together with the, uh, like the puppetry work and the. Stage settings and the whole thing.
2: Right. Yeah. So I'll just, you know, kind of go through all that in my head and then start making notes in the margins of the script about what I want to happen at each of these points and stuff. And, you know, by the time we start doing um, rehearsals, then I'll have all that pretty much already written out and prepared so I can start giving it to the actors then because, you know, I like, as an actor myself, I I hate to rehearse and not have my set in place and not have my blocking in place because to me, all those things kind of um, interlock and relate to each other, and to me it's hard to really learn your lines until you know your movements and you know what you're working around and stuff. So I try to get those in place as quickly as possible to make it easier for the actors. I'll try does, to have all uh, that.
0: This, uh, production, does this production have anything to do with um, uh, your other stage work? Uh,
2: no, no, this is totally separate. This will just be a, a, I was a local Totally separate theater. with different,
0: like, people, like, finan- financing and everything.
2: everything. Yeah, like so I said, it's just a community theater, a local live theater. So.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I just yeah. – you know what? <laughs> you just keep impressing me <laughs> over and over. You keep impressing me with all the stuff you do. You're just – you're doing a little shop of horrors you're you're a stage actor with a, that and and then you you're you got a band with your original music and you've got two books, three next year and uh, and Hopefully I mean <laughs> you you got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> and and I'm a big like I said little shepherd of that's so um when that starts to happen, uh, uh uh keep letting me know and I'll like, you know, promote that and uh, or well, at I mean, least, you know, you know, like um you know the wow. Um send me photos <laughs> something.
2: I can do that. Yeah, it's, you know progress. It's a product. <laughs> wow. But it's fun. I mean, like I said, I I was born to entertain. You know, I like making people laugh. I like making people smile, making people forget their problems for a while. You know, hey, that rhymed. That needs to be a song or something.
0: (laughs) I was going to say that rhymed. Yeah. I I have
2: to write that one down before I forget it. But, I mean, it really is. I, I really feel like that's sort of my purpose in life. So. Wow. You know, that's. I enjoy doing this stuff. I mean, it, it, it helps. It makes me happy to see other people happy.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's <laughs> that's the way it works for us creators.
1: All right. I want we are about to do. no longer be life.
0: Mm, uh-oh. And now I'm happy. Hey, uh,
2: well, I want to thank you guys for having me. Usual, great talking to you. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Thanks, Chuck. Um, and uh, for everything you do, and uh, we're gonna get this book going. Um, as said, for like the beginning of February, around about, and I'll keep you posted with that, and keep me posted with everything you do, and I'll exploit it yeah. on on social media. That, that, that I, have my my first, author. I have my, author my first... Check out what my author is doing convention. now.
2: Yeah, I have my yep. first horror convention February 17th, so it would be nice to have those books and before then.
0: <laughs> Awesomeness. I'll, I, I'll make that a point.
2: Yeah, because that's a I'll big one, so be nice to have them by then.
0: Yeah, oh, definitely. That's going to be groovy cool. I thank you for everything you do. We, we uh, really, I and we, <laughs> appreciate you. And uh, like well, I said before, I'm really glad like um, that Jomo introduced us with that initial short story, and it led to a beautiful friendship. And you've got to, whenever sure. you're in California, especially, let me know. Let us know. Uh, I definitely uh, and, uh, That that would be awesome. That I mean, I'd love to meet you in person someday, and not we at my funeral. <laughs> <Yeah>, we
2: will try <laughs> to make that happen.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. Mm, definitely. All right. So, uh, yes, dear. So, Freddie, Yes, sir? Yeah, there's Freddie. Freddie, do you have any, have- uh, like, questions uh, for Chuck? Uh,
4: not that I can think of at the moment. How groovy. I'm a little new to this, man. I'm kind of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like,
1: Freddy, don't worry. You're just going to go live around the world. He's like, what?
4: Right, right. But it was right. good to meet you, man. You sound like a very interesting person. Repping from it's South 90. Carolina, you know, like that.
1: Representing South Carolina, SK in town.
2: Representing, man. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> 1230 here on the East Coast, so Freddie's probably yeah, going to sleep so- already.
4: Oh, man, i I got such a strange case of insomnia and a weird sleep schedule, and it just, it just doesn't work that way for me.
1: <laughs> hey, from South Carolina to California, he's like, what time is it? I'm three hours uh, behind.
0: Hey, right. Look, I'm, I'm about to uh, finish up this book, uh, this really great zombie book um, from uh, Bill Davidson in Scotland. Um, that's uh, one of the most unique ones I've read. And there's many. How <laughs> uh, um So I'm going to probably announce that tomorrow.
3: And I uh,
0: have like about three or four more coming up by the end of this week. So, you know, we're really this, – actually this year with Black Bedsheet, um, I've come out with more books, 15 so far than I have in the past uh, at least six or seven years. Um, and uh, by the end of this year, I'll probably have 20.
3: <laughs> so,
0: um, wow, you've been very busy, very busy. I, I stay up until like 4 uh, o'clock in the morning we're, doing this.
1: Where about to be cut things. off? Uh, Chuck, is it okay if I call you just for a few minutes after the show?
0: Sure thing. All right. Groovy. Groovy, good.
2: All right.
3: Okay, Sunday Chuck, night, late I, night radio. Always, what I really fun.
0: appreciate
3: you. <laughs> oh, that was, yes. One, two, one, two, three, four.
1: up this morning looking for me. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.